Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. Hey, I'm Nick Ganbarian. Hey, it's Mike Forster. Hello, my friends. Adam, you're looking well after I saw you in Detroit this past weekend. What's up? Lucky. You know, just uh, just out here in Canada reading people's minds. Like, you know, when you thought to yourself, I'm going to wear that one hoodie, I thought, I should wear that too. That'd be the cutest thing of all time. Right. And you're on a limited luggage situation and i have yeah. nearly every star wars roosevelt's <laughs> piece upstairs but i'm just it's that kind of day where i'm like you know what brothers from another mother man i appreciate it you're feeling it i feel left out i'm sorry it's, it's okay nick you know we I love put it. this mandalorian jacket on it's very nice it's one of my favorite pieces they've done um mm. adam and i got to hang in detroit we got to uh eat some sushi i got to show uh him a little bit around the metro area and uh, we had a great time. It was nice. Then, of course, in true fashion of the force, we went to the after bar. And what was playing on the TV? Dude. None other than. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. <laughs> it, it, like, just started, too. That was So, wait, was it, was it on, awesome. like, TBS or something? Or was yeah, it TNT streaming? Yeah, TNT or something. Yeah, okay, it was TNT. Just on, okay. It was just on the TV. I wanted to know what, if it, like, happened to be on or it was a choice. It was someone's choice. I didn't get because basketball, basketball or hockey could have been on, and that was like next, you know. Right, right, yeah. I mean, this was at this was at eleven, probably like eleven thirty and twelve yeah. midnight, probably. Yeah. So like the Phantom Menace was just on, and I was like, "It's great, this is amazing." <laughs> and then of course Adam finds zeros in on the Star Wars trivia game that was there. I had never have you seen that game before? I've never seen that game. No, it's weird because I've been looking for or waiting for an updated Trivial Pursuit for years. Right. You mm-hmm. know, they, they did that, like the, the expansion pack, I don't know, when, whenever, when they, I guess they added the prequels and then they just stopped that licensing deal. So they made this thing at some point and it's kind of a knockoff. Like instead of the little Trivial Pursuit pie, you have lights, like foam lightsabers that you add pieces to until you get the full lightsaber. <laughs> Which credit to them they actually had four different lightsabers yeah they were all ind- independently drawn they were not generic hilts it was like proper obi-wan proper luke proper vader it was it was very nice and then mace windu was the, the fourth mace mace windu it was awesome um uh luke's return of the jedi green saber of course um nice. and then we uh i had two friends with us uh two two good friends we made our friends read every single question in that game to us as we were playing pool and they were like how many questions are there we're like not enough um they were they were what impressed 
So we we, we had enough, you know, enough beers that Mike was like, come on, next question. Let's go. What is it? <laughs> just like no filter. Just like, let's do this. <laughs> I'm good at one thing and it's Star Wars trivia. Let's go. Yeah. This is my time There's, to shine. This reminds me there is bootleg um, versions. I think there's at least two um, like Star Wars, like Cards Against Humanity. That would also be something we should uh, do dude. potentially. Ooh. Yes. That's some that's some streaming stuff while we're streaming. Yeah. Well, speaking of streaming, um, we, we got a super chat before we even started. Wow. Thank you. Might you see it there? So shout out to whoever that was. I do. Looks like uh, looks like S13 Danny giving us a little super chat there by saying hello there. Thanks. Which, hello there. Proper form. I like it. Nice. Money well spent. Thank you. Well, um, what's, uh, what's, what's amazing about this? What's up, Doc? Uh, <laughs> what's amazing about this time of year is despite it being the lull after the holidays and it being the worst weather I can think of, it's a bright time for Star Wars. We just keep getting news, you know, on the heels of the news of The Mandalorian being the most watched original series in the U.S. We found out today we are getting a Mandalorian feature film in theaters. Mm-hmm. Separate from what was announced, which is Filoni directing, like, the end of the Mandoverse. Right, the end game sort of thing. Yeah, so... This was announced, and it also the verbiage in it says it's leading off, like basically the movie slate. So it's like, oh, yeah. where did this come from? Okay. And in the same post, which was on, on StarWars.com, they also mentioned that the Ahsoka season two train is rolling. Filoni's writing that. That's been officially greenlit in so many words. They didn't, you know, they did it in, in very like corporate speak, like this is happening. Um, it's already in progress rather than saying we greenlit it finally, you know, in industry terms. So not many details on that, but it's happening. And there's some interesting things to be gleaned from this news, and that's what we're talking about today. So we are commenting on the official StarWars.com press release, yeah? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because like Deadline.com or like Collider or whatever, one of those like kind of, you know, newsy, like it wasn't Variety or wasn't like a super high-end publication, more of a website. Deadline.com, I think it was, um, said that season four of The Mandalorian is also in production. I kind of feel like if Star Wars wanted us to know that that was happening, they would have included that. So I'm kind of like, was this like just speculation? So I don't really know what that is. But Yeah, um, I was wondering that. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, does this, this, this seems like potentially... How do I word this? Maybe there was a meeting that was like, oh, here's yeah. what we're doing for Mando season four. And maybe in a financial sense, like maybe an executive somewhere was like, cut that down to two hours and 15 minutes and let's do a movie. And we're putting it out immediately, you know, instead of because a season is what, three, four hours worth of. Right. right. So it's like, hey, let's just do the two hour and 15 minute version of this, put it in theaters. Well, there's been some talk of that and like concerns about that being like the way they're thinking and then being more of a, a business minded decision than a creative one. Um, I want to say that for a little bit later. I, I have a document going with some notes too, if you guys want to jump in that. Let's read some of the official stuff, some, some of the quotes from the article first, and then we'll get into a, a little bit deeper, some speculation and interpretation of things. So number one, this is going into production in 2024. They didn't say when specifically, but it's starting this year. And like Nick said, since this is supposed to lead off their future development slate, I would guess that's very soon, right? Because 
the Ray film is supposed to start filming in March or April, right? Well, we know from a couple people, we're not totally out there on our own, but we're not also unconnected, um, that their production for a project is starting in basically about February, March, April. Right. And it's probably happening here. So speculation can be whatever that is, but we know that production is starting probably, like you're saying, Adam, at the front half this year. Um, but as a lot of people can know, especially for movies, um, pre-production can last a year. You know what I mean? Right. It can it yeah. can go it can go all the way from we've got a story, and generally John likes to write a lot of his own stuff. So the script could be written. It's getting fixed as it's happening, but we've got production art happening. We've got pre production to make costumes. All this stuff takes months. Mm -hmm. So all things are kind of on the table. So the quote from John Favreau, pretty straightforward. I've loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created. And the prospect of bringing the Mandalorian and his apprentice Grogu to the big screen is extremely exciting. Same, bud. Same, John. Yeah. And uh, just to go over what John has done, because, you know, in Star Wars fame, he's basically one of the creators of this. But Elf was his first big directorial, like, kind of thing back in 2003 or four, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he did the first two Iron Mans. Yeah. And Lion King was kind of the last big thing that he did before he really got in bed with Disney, uh, even further with Star Wars. So, um, you know, he has a uh, big screen experience, basically. And then Kathleen Kennedy said, John Favreau and Dave Filoni have ushered into Star Wars two new and beloved characters. And this new story is a perfect fit for the big screen. Agreed as well. Then the, you know, the official press release on StarWars.com goes on to say, The Mandalorian and Grogu in quotes or italics, one of the two, just uh, indicating that that's a title, said, The Mandalorian Grogu will lead Lucasfilm's ongoing feature development slate, including films helmed by Charmin Obai Chinoy, James Mangold, and Dave Filoni, who is currently developing Ahsoka Season 2 among those in the works. So, like I said, a lot of just um, public-facing kind of corporate speak, but there's a lot of information in there. And if this is the next movie before Ray. I mean, you wonder what it could be about because there was no mention of, of Dave Filoni's project being off the table. Uh, that's still in development as far as we know, like you said, Nick. So the question is, what is this about? And then where did this decision come from? Because you would think if this was always in the works, if this was always the plan, they, they would have announced it maybe at Celebration when they did, when they announced the rest of the things, you know, when they brought Daisy out. And Alex over at Star Wars explained had a handful of concerns. You know, he, he admitted at the end, I'm being a little cynical right now, but his, his big concern was that if it really was the plan and it wasn't just a financial opportunity that like maybe the board saw, right? why wouldn't we have learned about it sooner? What's the motivation? I have some thoughts about this. What do you guys think? Hmm. Nick? Yeah. I mean, I... Disney not doing great for a couple of years now is how do we, how could we ignore that? You know, so that is going to, no matter how much we like Star Wars or any other IP that Disney owns, Marvel, whatever it is, it's going to start affecting what gets, what puts, gets put into production. So uh, I, I see if that's what Alex said, I, I, I could see that. I, this just seems like kind of out of nowhere. If they said it was going to come out after some of these other things that they already announced, then I would be like, okay, maybe 
maybe this was the plan, but this is just like, no, we're doing this now. It's going into production this year. It's going to come out before the other movies. It seems like a safe bet. It's the two biggest stars that they, Disney has basically created. Um, so I could see it being a financial decision. Hopefully that doesn't mean it'll suck. You know, like right. I, I don't, I don't, I'd rather them make money off of Star Wars because that'll hopefully mean more Star Wars. So if this yeah. is a safe bet for them, then cool. This is among the coolest safe bets that could be made as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I think, I think there's something, I think there's something interesting. Nick, what did you just do? I'm, I'm also doing nothing. How did that happen? <laughs> well, this is some, what was I that? think this is hotel Wi-Fi. I think this is hotel no. Wi-Fi. What was that? I, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Are you using the continuity camera? No, I'm using the same camera I always use. What was that? You're not using your iPhone as a camera? No. Because <laughs> you did the thing the other day where you made some gesture and bubbles went up. I did that? Yeah. Yeah. You, you I totally have missed no it. idea what is well, going well, you on. You just celebrated again. He did it again. What's happening? He did it again. What is this? This is why people watch us on YouTube live. A whole new world. I'm being this hacked. Is Sing a song. You guys, it's happening. I'm being hacked. This is so neat. Now you got tracers on your hands? Are we on mushrooms? Yeah, what is happening? What is going on? I can't even do it if I want to. <laughs> For the time being, my microphone is plugged in according to the internet. So uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts on this. Uh, yes. Most importantly, <laughs> we have two characters that are, according to our last podcast, the number one watched show IP in all of streaming right now, right? Mm-hmm. So the last couple movies that they've had have kind of been gambles in some ways. The movies they kind of got burned on were Ant-Man, Quantumania that's supposed to be really rolling out a new big bad that everyone is supposed to be scared of. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that wasn't received that well. Ant-Man is his own character. Is are people really excited about this? Um, then we also have, you know, the Marvels that that is probably I think the least performing Marvel movie of all time. And I'm sure that there's uh, some neck beard that's going to give the wrong information as to why that is. But I just think in some, in some regard, it's, you know, you have to look at the numbers and go, okay, that's how it performed. Um, and then you come over to Indiana Jones this summer, which is, you know, might be one of the biggest flops in the last five years because insane Disney said, Disney yeah. just didn't promote it. And then said, you remember this guy from 15 years ago? Like, here's his movie. You guys going to go see it? Um, and so I still I think, don't get that, dude. I, I just, it boggles my mind. I don't, but I think what they did was they just assumed that we would all take the nostalgia bait. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. and they all took, uh, they all wanted us to take the, the nostalgia bait and go see it multiple times. Um, uh, but I think this is the first opportunity for Disney to put a film out that might not have been a film, which I agree with and possibly looking at the fact that Obi-Wan was supposed to be a film originally. And when we look back on it constructively, we can see that that script, certainly that whole show could have been condensed to maybe only four episodes versus the six that we got. And so are they kind of sitting here going, you know, we've, we've seen these ep really strong episodes perform really well on streaming and also on social media response and all that. Uh, are we going to take another long form season and kind of buck the streaming system and saying we need to fill eight episodes to fill the next streaming show that we have and instead mm -hmm. just go, let's go straight to the big screen. Um, which frankly, I think is actually a good move. I think in some regards, um, there's been a lot of complaints of, of people uh, in regards to some of these series where like if something 
heavy doesn't happen because we're so used to serialized dramas and all that where every episode has to have a consequence. People go, oh, it's a filler episode. Like, why are they giving us filler episodes, right? Right. I think in this way, they might actually be counter... They might be countering that by saying, fine, if you don't want filler, you want any of the fun stuff that makes Star Wars fun, let's watch a two and a half hour movie. And possibly the story that John wrote is due for big screen budget, big screen effects. Um, certainly if you're going to say we want to show Thrawn uh, launching the full attack of a newly formed undead Dathomirian army might take a little more budget than just a streaming service was going to allow. So honestly, I'm not mad. <laughs> Dude, I'm not, I, I, I understand Alex's concerns, but it's kind of like a no brainer. The, the, Mando and the, the breakout somehow surprise hit phenomenon of Grogu. Of course they should make a movie. Of course. Like we, we right. all, Ryan, uh, Ryan Phillips in my band and I always talk about how we miss that, like that feeling of the holidays and knowing there's a new star Wars movie, mm -hmm. you know, that, that old feeling of like the, um, that multifaceted end of the year kind of excitement. Like it's, it's been so long. So like, of course, Right. Why wouldn't you like make a feature film with your, your two most popular characters? And then like you're saying with, with the stakes ramping up, leading us to this, whatever climax is going to bridge the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Duh. Right. And then maybe there was a moment and this, this was kind of like my, my main rebuttal. Maybe there was a moment in writing because all the best writers say that you don't start necessarily with a concept and a plot or even a character and go start to finish with the whole thing planned out ahead. Like the best stuff just happens. It just, the best ideas reveal themselves as you start to write the characters. And Favreau could have been in the middle of a session, could have been just like having coffee with Filoni one day and a light bulb went off and they're like, whoa, dude, this could be a film on its own. Right. You know, it could have been spontaneous like that. And then they go to Kathy and then here we are. Hey everyone, we want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt's as the company who makes those rad all over print button downs with just about every franchise that you love. They of course have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button downs, but t-shirts, they do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. The other perspective of this whole thing is, again, taking into consideration what Star Wars is for our next generation of fans, right? Baby Yoda, the Baby Yoda craze, Grogu had captured the attention span, the hearts, all of the cutesy, funsy, all of the, the merchandise sweet spot. Everything was Baby Yoda for years, right? Mm -hmm. From a kid's perspective, I can understand my daughter is like, I've got about an hour and a half in me max before she's probably like, my attention span, no matter how fun the movie is, I'm out, right? 
there's something about the fact that the original trilogy movies for us were only about an hour and a half, maybe hour and, you know, almost two hours long. Right. And in that regard, it's like the attention spans certainly have gotten shorter. They've not gotten longer. And in some regards, like being like, it is hard for some of us to go back and rewatch eight episodes of the Mandalorian. And when you mm -hmm. have them broken out into episodes, especially for our younger fans of this franchise, I can totally understand why it's like, I'm not going to go back and watch all of them in chronological order again. You're going right. to go back and watch the ones that have the action or have the parts that you remember. Oftentimes that can be condensed into a movie, right? So mm -hmm. I, I don't disagree with this. This is the way that Star Wars was formed. Um, there's a lot of people who are saying that, you know, the streaming service uh, mentality of being able to stretch out something so that a streaming service can line up their next project in the docket to keep you as a subscriber. All of this makes sense. I'm with it all, right? But I just think in regards to how we've always kind of like, the, especially on this podcast, we have been pining for an opportunity to see Star Wars on the big screen again. Since 2019, I don't know why people aren't so excited about the fact that we basically have gotten confirmation that we have a Filoni movie and now a Favreau movie, both in Star Wars using the same characters that they created. This is awesome. Yeah. Kind of lines up too with um, April 2025 celebration. 50th anniversary. Having a panel, yeah. having a trailer come out, all that type of stuff. Dude, something just hit me. Talking about stories revealing themselves and how things just kind of happen. Sometimes some things happen in the real world that drastically change what you had planned to do with the story. What if Ray dying, Ray Stevenson dying shifted the Ahsoka season two plans so much that he's like, mm. he's like, we, we just have to go way further. Mm -hmm. And whatever idea he came up with, just let the throne thing slide right into a feature film story. Yeah. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I think that makes sense. I think in some regards, well, let's talk about, I mean, should we, is this what we should, should we talk about this in terms of like how we think this, the slate is going to line up now? Yeah. Because and let's talk about what this could be, what Mando season four could be if, if that still exists. But before we do that, uh, I want to say something to, uh, to I want to throw out a little bit of homework for the end of the episode for the patrons and for folks, if you want to throw us a super chat, the Mandalorian and Grogu is the, is the current, like uh, we're going to say working title. There's no way that's the actual title. It's a little unsexy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe let's workshop it. Well, what was the? Is there Kurosawa? What's the whatever in the cub or something? What oh, is oh, yeah. Lone Wolf in the cub? Yeah, are they going yeah. for that? You know, possibly. But uh, patrons in the stream chat and YouTube viewers, in um, if you want to throw us a super chat, we'll read your. Um, we'll do a we do do a title pitch session. We'll we'll read some at a the lot end. More fireworks. Yeah. Oh. More fireworks. More titles. Yeah, we'll read those at the end. And we do it. Now I feel like the white the I think I was just high man guys from Guillermo del Toro Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> so we have so people are going to basically tell us what they think the name of this movie should be. Yeah. yeah? We'll do that at the end. Like we'll do it. that in um 15 minutes. So let's get let's get into the slate. I think this is interesting because this changes things but also confirms some things. What are we thinking? Something's got to come first. Something's got to go second. Are we also, the other thing that I don't think we're considering is that somewhere floating around in here, which may or may not have been part of this whole project, is Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. Right? 
which is supposed to be coming out later. And so maybe they're trying to figure out was Skeleton Crew always a part of this project? Was, you know, Adam, you had speculated that Skeleton Crew is actually getting to Peridia so that they could get Sabine and Ahsoka home. Um, like, you know, wh what is, where does this go? My speculation is that we get Favreau's movie first that establishes Thrawn as the threat, kind of like when Thanos shows up and no one can really stop him. And that's Mando's first thing, right? Season two is Mando and Ahsoka either coming back and teaming up, and Filoni's movie is the defeat of Thrawn. Now, mm. where Skeleton Crew fits in there, it could be whatever, but um, Jason Chiodo and I had a really interesting conversation uh, about the idea that the big part that we didn't really touch on in Ahsoka is that Elia Kane is still doing hash, you know, like she's still doing some underground work from off Gideon, who's no longer in the picture, maybe. Right. As cloning. And cloning is a huge part of Thrawn's empire remnant. And now he has, is he working both angles? Is he working magic and cloning to fuse them together? Is that a part of it? But I feel like this is a great way to establish him as the threat that we've known him as, but I can understand why people in the show who watched the show who didn't watch Rebels were like, why am I supposed to be so scared of it? Why is everyone so scared of this guy? I didn't really see much out of him. Favreau's movie might be able to establish that Thrawn surely is a huge mm -hmm. threat to the entire galaxy. Right. What do you think? Yeah, I dig that. Because, I mean, what we speculated, I guess, after Ahsoka, not really speculated, it's just... I don't, I, we didn't see people talking about it a lot right away. Is that Thrawn and Ezra are in the Mandalorian galaxy now? So, season, we were saying season four, big bad is Thrawn for Mando. So, this puts Thrawn on the big screen. It also sets up this like quick Empire Strikes Back possible ending where Thrawn wins and then gets defeated in the Filoni movie, you know? Mm -hmm, right. So, there's, there's that scenario too. So, yeah, I mean, Thrawn's got to do some bad stuff. Or it's a trilogy. This Favreau movie is the first, Filoni's is the second, and who knows what they do in the middle. Interesting. Okay. And it is all about Thrawn. I agree. It's The whole thing has to be about Thrawn. Well, is there something interesting about... We know that Filoni... Uh, you know, we have Fa Favreau. Obviously, I think Filoni is the, is the big kind of mystical lore men of this whole thing right Warman. i see favreau I, I i see favreau as more of being the the western still having some things loosely explained but feloni is like totally cosmic in his approach to things right the 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 daughter the father the son all of these things are like totally feloni's wheelhouse where i don't see favreau so much shining in in that moment right i think that's more like a george lucas protege thing um but what could be interesting too is that we also have the, the, the power of the Empire, the power of Dathomirian magic, and then we also have uh, the power of the Force with Peridia and the, the Trinity, right? So it's almost like the Trinity in their own way. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but it almost kind of seems like Thrawn might be trying to unite all three of those things as like an ultimate power. Mm -hmm. Goes against Balin's approach to things, but there is there could be something interesting there, and obviously, I think it has to lead. I think we have to see that lead, that connection 
to the sequel trilogy. We have to see how Palpatine was resurrected. We have to see the foundations of the First Order, eventually the Final Order. What what are we thinking in in that regard of like is is that what we're getting at, right? I can't I can't imagine that we're gonna use the next eight, six years of of these two guys and not have them connected to the sequel universe when literally they did it in the first season of Mandalorian. What would be weird though, and maybe maybe this is just another opportunity in Disney's eyes, but if we have this trilogy or the, we have these two movies that focus on Thrawn and defeating Thrawn as part of a, 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 you know, creating the connective tissue between this era and the sequel trilogy, we then have e- haven't even covered the rise of Snoke. And do we do that at all on screen or do they just leave hmm. that to the page, the written hmm. page? Yeah. Well... You know, because they could do all this and it's like, well, now we got all this gapped. <laughs> it's like I mean, just there another- is that precedent of like the final minutes of Revenge of the Sith. That's just like Vader and, and Palpatine and, and Tarkin, like looking at the skeleton of like right. the Death Star. You're like, oh, right. I guess they're going to start doing that now. You know, so hopefully it's more <laughs> in depth than, than, yeah. than Snoke showing up and being like, hey. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, nothing, it's nothing but opportunity. Ultimately, but it does seem like if this is the path, we're talking about minimum five years, if not like 10 altogether, because Ahsoka is going to be somewhere in the middle. Like maybe Ahsoka is the bridge between the two. Maybe it is just two films. Oh, shit. That's just okay. Talking about financial angles again. What if to really like up the stakes for Ahsoka and up the buy-in with the, with the mainstream, what if Ahsoka... The series is essentially the middle film, story-wise. So the first season did well, obviously really well, but so many people were like, what the hell is this? I don't understand. But if we have a feature film that everyone goes out and sees that ends with some kind of cliffhanger or an, an obvious dot, 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 Ahsoka fills in the middle, crushes on ratings, and then they bring it all to a head, wrap it all up with Filoni's film. Could be. Don't know. Hands in the air. The good news is, don't forget the news from like a month ago, Dave Filoni is chief creative officer or whatever he is now. So mm-hmm. he's, we got him. He's got our back. Yeah. What's interesting too, I like this. Stephen from uh, Princess Scoundrel stopped in over on YouTube and said, what about Mandalore and the Mythosaur? That's still in play. Yeah. Like that is still, like we still have to see someone ride the the, the Mythosaur to kind of fulfill the prophecy, whether that's Bo-Katan, whether that's Din. I'm shocked to think that that was just a one-note, you know, cautionary tale that they put in there. It's kind of like a huge deal for, I saw this giant sea dragon under the mines of Mandalore. Yeah. We don't have to, we don't have to go back there. There's just, there's so much potential. They Where's Boba Fett? Where's Boba Fett? That's the other thing, yeah. Tom hasn't heard anything about Boba season two, and he, he said, I don't know if it's going to happen, straight up, just like a shrug. Maybe it's this. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because of this. We're going to Megacon at the end of the month, and Tamura's going to be there. Why don't we buy a photo op with him and then just grill him? We can just do that. We just be like, tell us what you know. We will not repeat it on our Star Wars podcast. But- well, like, based off of our, you know, conversation from 20 minutes ago, like, if we think that Mandalorian movie is based off of streaming success and therefore financial success, then Boba's not going to get, you know, like he's not going to get 
a second season. Yeah. But they have a, a sussed out character that should be in a movie or seasons if it makes sense. So I, do you think, uh, Mike, you said something a while ago that made me uh, think this train of thought. How far back do you think? It's easy to say like last week's news, which you guys talked about of like the, oh, what did I do? You what did happened? A, you did a bubble, a thumbs up. You gave yourself How a thumbs did, I'm up. I'm doing nothing. I'm sorry for all your audio. I'm doing some sort of hand gestures and StreamYard is animating something. <laughs> yeah. So if last week's episode was you guys talking about, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, uh, Mando being the highest streamed show, and then a week or two later, they're like, hey, there's a Mando movie now. Do you think that literally in that time frame, they were like, we should do a movie because it's the most streamed show? Or do you think they knew this a couple of months ago and they're like, let's release that it's a popular show, like release the information that it's a popular show so that when we announce the movie is coming out, we have something to like some information out there to be like, here's why, basically. It's it's got to be the latter. Like they, yeah. they know the numbers, you know? Mm hmm. And they they know when stuff's going to hit the news cycle. Yeah. They got big brains over there. Yeah, I wonder, too, if, I mean, if it's hitting the big screen, uh, I, I, what do you think budget-wise? Would it be the same kind of budget as a season? Probably I've, more, honestly. I yeah. Mean, the amount that goes into advertising the film, mm -hmm. uh, the amount that goes into, you know, essentially worldwide distribution, um, there are some places that are are locked in regards to Disney Plus content, uh, and that Disney Plus, I I don't, I'm, I, is Disney Plus available in like almost all countries now at this point? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty so pretty widespread. So there's something still though about the fact that you know you could go and see a movie three times on opening weekend, and that's almost three months of Disney Plus right there, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so they know that when the movies make money they make money, right? This is something that they can guarantee. And then they make money on the after uh, market, which is your DVD, Blu-ray, DVD, what year is it? Um, the the Blu-ray and all of that, it hits streaming, people rewatch it. I mean, all of it is like, it's, it's part of the model that I think existed uh, in that kind of sweet spot of, you know, 2015, uh, where people were still doing all of the we're still consuming the media in almost every form as they could, right? And then since COVID, obviously, people have preferred um, sitting at home and, and watching movies at home, which is fine. Some people critique it as a movie-going experience in big cities. You've got people, obnoxious people doing whatever. But, you know, I, I truly don't think uh, I remember an excitement of going to a movie like The Force Awakens, being so excited to see that. And I think a lot of people are feeling that excitement of being able to go see that again. Uh, and in this particular case, it, it's an opportunity to bring a lot of people in. I can understand why kids who are young that grew up on Star Wars, even the sequel trilogy, you have to assume that kids are going to just immediately latch on to new characters this is an mm -hmm. opportunity to take a marketed familiar character and go do you want to see him in the movie theater you want to see baby yoda in the movie theater and every kid under 10 is like hell yeah i want to see baby yoda in the movie theater um so i think i think this is this is a i'm sure i'm sure it was a faster decision than anyone uh, probably anticipated but i think knowing someone like favreau like you're saying adam i think he's got enough gravitas in the industry to say I'm kind of feeling like this should be a movie and I feel like people want to go see movies after Top Gun, things like that. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy was probably like, you know what, John? I agree with you. Let's make a movie. 
there's no way he and Filoni, when they started talking about this however many years ago, thought, well, this will just be a thing for TV. You know, they, they were hoping it, it could get to the point where this is possible. And I'm sure Kathleen and whoever else was thinking, well, we have to wait for the right story. And maybe this is just that time. Right. Maybe they finally nailed it. Right. So the, the next question then, we have this. The slate was announced. So it's kind of like in some ways you've got the multiple timelines going on for Star Wars isn't really slowing down in regards to its content. So now this is kind of the surprise announcement uh, for this year goes into production. We have essentially a movie that we didn't realize was going to be a movie because John had said that he was, re he was writing season four now could be a movie now could also be an addition to season four. Where is the Ray movie? You think is this hanging out? Is this running on the latter timeline? And then we have Mangold's movie and the acolyte kind of over here in the early timeline. And then you have the Mando timeline. Like, what do you guys think? You're talking in universe. Where does the Ray movie sit? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying for more casual people who mm. went, who maybe went to say, oh, I'll go see a Star Wars movie. And then they said, oh, it's on, it's on, it's a Han Solo movie. So like, where is this, where's this movie sit? You know what I mean? Cause this was like right. the, the, this is like the number one complaint of people who aren't somewhat hardcore enough fans that the timeline is confusing because yeah. it's so inconsistent and it's like, oh, Rogue One, that seems fun. Where is this? And you're like, mm, yeah. oh, it's, uh, it's sandwiched between these two little movies right <laughs> yeah. here in this timeline. Right? It's People confusing like, if you do know more than three seconds of reading. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, hey, I did no research or looked into it at all. It's very confusing. <laughs> this is America, Nick. I don't want to read. I want it now. Um, and so I, I think, I think I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts on, you know, where the, the Ray movie is going to sit because Ray could have her own special post sequel timeline, um, that kind of exists on its own. And we still know we've speculated on this show, uh, that Ahsoka could tie very well, Grogu, especially Ahsoka could very well tie into Ray's next generation of Jedi and teachers. It better. She better, so, yeah. Like, what do you? Guys if they're smart, wasn't there some indication? Didn't they say fifteen years after? Yeah, they alluded to that. Mm -hmm. So we know that general time frame. Yeah, but I think the deeper question, Mike, what you're alluding to is, where is this in like the characters' stories, right? More right. than just like the date, right? Because our because our let's say if Acolyte is so incredibly well received, because this is the thing too. Besides Andor season two, Andor didn't even rank in the top 20 of most watched streaming shows of last year. And Wild. it was, pro it was probably the, I, I, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Best. Probably the most crit critically <laughs> praised thing they've ever done. Yeah. It didn't we even. We still get texts from Ryan Key saying how good it is. Yeah. Today, still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Middle of a conversation. Right. Which, please do tune into our pod mate, Ryan Key, as he's on uh, a Good Morning America. They're going to play a song on Good Morning America. Uh, that's why he's not here. He's in New York doing Good Morning America stuff at uh, 745 at night. Um, so I think, I think there's something that I'm curious about in regards to if all of these shows are designed to be in true Star Wars fashion connected or if they're truly like, you know, one-off like Solo is a largely inconsequential story that leads very much to a story you already know is happening. Um, but there was nothing about that that really affected the overall timeline 
of the Star Wars universe, or there was no big reveal other than the fact that, you know, here's how Lando Calrissian kind of came to be, and here's how they got the Millennium Falcon, and here's how the Rebellion, here's who, here's some early players in the Rebellion, but are they yeah. going to treat our pre Phantom Menace stories between James Mangold's The First Jedi and then uh, Acolyte, you know, are those going to kind of just exist? Are they going to have their own era? And then is there going to be a post-sequel era that's going to add stories added on to that? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm curious about. I think absolutely. And we could Uh talk for a whole 45 more minutes about that. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't, to me, I don't, I don't know what they'll do, but I know I, I would hope that everything could exist on its own and we could i feel like it's better for star wars storytelling if we stray away from everything needs to be connected all the time Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be it's going to provide a richer palette for like storytellers and writers to to develop something in star wars if they don't have to worry about injecting darth maul into solo you know something like that so um that's what i would hope things just start to exist there i see it here and there but yeah my hope would be i I would love for different things to just have be standalone stories you know kind of in the andor sense where if season one is fairly detached so far from the story of rogue one you know so Mm -hmm. that that to me like i would love for more things to just exist in that sense like here is a story that is set in Star Wars. It is unattached from Skywalkers, from a Death Star, from Ray, from Ben, from Grogu. That's what I would hope. Okay. That's a case for the X-Wing movie. I like it, Nick. All right. Let's wrap this up with some uh, title brainstorming. Yeah, I've got a bunch from the patrons that are amazing. If anyone watching on YouTube who isn't a patron wants to throw one in, throw it in as a super chat. We'll read that as well. Nick, you want to read these? Because you've been taking notes here. Yeah, yeah. So the blue guy, 808, uh, he, he gave us a couple. The Mandalorian's Apprentice, so that one's a little bit of a, I feel like, a real answer. But then he also chimed in and said... I like it. The blue guy, 808, also says, hanging out with the Dins. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. I feel like there's got to be them sitting on a couch with a, a staircase behind them. You know, just a real sitcom sure. living room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maddie Gunner says, Grogu's Summer Vacation. I guess Maddie thinks this show is going to, or this movie is going to take place during a summer. Mm. <laughs> Masakio87 says, The Foundlings, a Star Wars story. So they're both Foundlings. I like it. I love that. Mm-hmm. He also then, or Masakio87 also says, Weekend at Gideon's. <laughs> Assuming Gideon uh, is involved still. Look, like founding, Foundlings, like Son, right? NATO Potato, Weekend at the Mandalorians. <laughs> Kai East says, Father and Son. I like that. S13 Danny says, finding the way. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? Mike, do you, you, have any, you have any ideas? Man, it's hard to say because, you know, it's hard to think that at some point I, I really want kind of one of those ambiguous titles again. Like I remember being mm-hmm. like The Force Awakens mm-hmm. and going, okay, well, The Force is already awakened. Like, what are we talking about? Um, you know, the force, the force is tired. Um, then, then the last Jedi was like, yo, what is this? And that's very, to me, like that's a 1980s style that just got way to it. Right. And then the rise of Skywalker was, you know, I think that's a call to be like, remember Skywalkers are awesome. This is part of it. And 
I don't know. I'm I'm kind of in this sense of like the uh I don't know. I didn't I don't nothing comes off my uh nothing comes off the top of my head other than just calling it the Mandalorian. Yeah. Because both of them essentially are Mandalorians now with with Din being or with Grogu being accepted into the tribe, right? They're both Mandalorian now. So is it the Mandalorians? With you know what I mean? Is it something yeah. simple like that? Um, or about like the Battle of Mandalore or the Battle for Mandalore, something like that? Yeah, that's very George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that's that. That's the best one. Okay. It could be uh, the Mandalorian colon something like mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. Sure. This is the way. Yeah, the Mandalorian sure. the way. Sure. Or this is the way. That was the other thing. Bon and I were talking about this earlier. That's maybe Rise. two. Of the Mandalorian. Mm. Return of the Mandalorians. The last Mandalorian, right? You know what I mean? Like we could we could do this. The Phantom Thrawn. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I honestly think Return of the Mandalorians is a solid, like straight up George Lucas style <laughs> title that George Revenge would of the Mandalorians. Wait, was that not one? Wasn't that an episode uh, title? Return of the Mandalorians? Not Mandalorians. Okay. I, I just cannot get on board with the Mandalorian and Grogu as a, as a theatrical feature film title. Hi, I'd yeah. like to, I'd like four tickets to Mandalorian and Grogu. I fear that it's lone wolf and cub. And I'm like, Hey, Favreau, that's not an idea. Yeah. The word and is not a title idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're going to get out of here and just ignore the fact that no one, likes us enough to do a super chat with um with the title idea we'll just move on with our lives keep doing your gestures hope for a thing i'm doing gestures to see if i could get fireworks fireworks maybe if i say it fireworks nothing's coming up if you mouth the words fireworks with no sound does it happen that doesn't do it either no okay okay like and subscribe rate and review you know you know the drill do we have anything coming up uh, at the end of the we month? Do. Uh, at the beginning of the next month? I'm, what do I'm we going have? to Orlando. Anything? I'm going to I'll Orlando. Go too. I'll yeah. go. I'd like to go. Mm. Mm. I'd like to go. I love that. We're going there for Mosh Eisley, February 3rd, Orlando, <sighs> the weekend of MegaCon, as um, an unofficial MegaCon after party. That's what this is. It's going to be the, uh, the best party you've ever been to if you've never been. And maybe if you have been, it will also be. Maybe it'll be that much next level. Yeah, it's tracking to be the uh, biggest party we've done yet. Yes. Thanks for that, Orlando. We are selling now at this point. I think what happens is like people try to figure out, you know, they spend all their money booking, uh, you know, their photo ops and like I'm going to buy autographs from this celebrity and all that. And then they're like, okay, now I have 40 bucks left over to party. And we're like, you know what? Why don't we just make ourselves available for a very affordable party for what you get and a great venue and we are selling now at this point exactly what i'm expecting we are selling chunks of tickets at a time every day now leading up to it i do think uh you know i I, we're 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 close enough to tell you that the longer you wait the closer it is to selling out and it probably happened faster than you think so i think you're right just saying i'm gonna go on record and say it will sell out i like that the longer you wait the more likely you are to be screwed we have two full days of the convention (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Look, look, I got balloons. Oh, you did it. What did it I do? when you said screwed. It said screw you. Screwed. You're screwed. Think about this. Actually, we have three full days of the convention to promote it if it's not sold out. So it's going to sell out. Yeah. yeah, that's true. 
We haven't yeah. we haven't mentioned that in our little mosh uh, chat. Like <laughs> right. we have three full days of the convention to promote it. If there's still tickets left, right? It's, and we basically it's sold out. Don't even bother buying tickets. <laughs> Don't even try. It's it's over. Party party's <laughs> over. Um, we should I'm also say too tickets. that we have a couple fun little guests, and if some people show up that are able to, it'll be uh, extra emo, which we love. We're crossing our fingers that our uh, very busy friends who also are in the music industry will be able to show up. Uh, Ryan Key did confirm that he will be there, uh, hogging the best songs of the night in typical Ryan Key fashion. Uh, and then we'll also have a couple other surprises, which I'm excited about. And, um, you know, if anyone shows up from the Star Wars universe to come and play, uh, yeah. that could be fun. That'll too. be a That's pleasant surprise. There's a lot of, lot of photo ops and autograph people from the Star Wars universe at Megacon. So, hey. You never know. Hey. MoshEisley.com. Go there. Get some tickets. It's going to be tight. Shout out Henry Clark uh, for the super chat. He said, someone please help put together uh, a cool outfit for Mosh. $1.99 coming in to make that happen. And then head over to the armor. Let's go to the armor party chat on Discord. Let's do I'm it. I'm calling it. I'm making this executive decision right now. Maddie Gunner wins with the super chat for the, for the Mandalorian title contest. Mando first blood. <laughs> Ooh, nice. You're the winner, my friend. Amazing. They drew first blood. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, dudes. Thanks for hanging. Uh, Canada, I love you. And until next week, may the force be with you. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod, where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible.